Welcome back once again to the Vibrant Family Podcast. For those of you who might be joining us for the first time, I'm Katie Lee. I'm the Children's Director here at FCBC Walnut. And with me is Pastor Taryn Shea, our family pastor. Many of you have been following us as our church has been closed facility, but our church never closed. Even though, PT, you are showing us that you are there. I'm here right now, sitting on the balcony, looking over the courtyard where we may actually reopen here at some point, right now. Yes, that's adds to the excitement. But today, our topic is still talking about how to be the church when we're not gathered. And I think Pastor Hanley led us in a really good uh, two-part series on being the church when we're scattered. Um, I, know, I know in the previous episode, PT, we talked about Acts 2, and that seems to be sort of the theme as we think about the church. Then Acts 2, it says that the first church focused on four, primarily four elements, the apostles' teaching, mm-hmm. the fellowship, which is community, mm-hmm. the breaking of bread, and prayer. I, I don't think we've talked much about prayer other than um, having church prayer meetings. So maybe that, let's make that our topic today. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I mean, prayer just seems like something that we know is the Christian thing to do and is the godly thing to do. But I wonder how much we put effort into it, how intentional we are about it, or even how we think about prayer as it relates to our relationship with God. So that sounds like a great topic. Well, especially in today's pandemic situation. And, um, you know, prayer, I, I think when it first started, when we first heard the news about all this and closing and the restaurants closing and all that. I really spent a lot of time in prayer, actually in this very corner that I'm sitting in my house. And I was really driven to prayer because of this need and the fear and what's going on. But now as time went on, I have to be honest, my prayer life is not as good as when it were that immediate need and dependence upon God. So I wonder how the families are doing in terms of, you know, our our prayer life, personal prayer life and family prayer life. You know, prayer, is always so hard. prayer is always so hard, both personally and in the family, because sometimes we expect prayer to be something that brings immediate results. Or other times we think, you know what, praying is almost a distraction or a waste of time when we could be productive in doing something or productive in working towards something. But when I pray, I'm just kind of sitting there. And so there has to be something more than just prayer being something that we do. Prayer has to represent something more for us. Yeah, when we talk about the church being the church, I think our culture tends to be just jump into doing something. Who, who, who can I minister to? Who are the ones in need? And the relief team, what are they doing? And how can we be involved and help our neighbors? And those are all great, great things. But um, let's uh, talk about our going back to major on the majors that we talked about last time is how about prayer? How about prayer? You're right. We, we tend to think of it as um, not very productive. Yeah, in my home, um, before every single meal, we probably do something that many of you do in your home, which is you pray. Well, for us, we just rotate around who's going to pray. I mean, even the youngest is able to give thanks to God uh, for the basic things and to refer to the day and to pray for one another. But then sometimes on a bad day or maybe just on a day when people are a little bit more hungry, there is a, wait, wait, is it my turn? Why do I have to pray? It's your turn. And a lot of that, it just reveals that maybe we see prayer not as necessarily something that's helpful but maybe it's something that we're just supposed to do, like an obligation. But what if prayer, as the Bible teaches us, is actually a way for us to not only acknowledge that God is there, 
but also to grow closer to God, I think then that changes a lot of things because it's about a relationship with him through prayer. I think this pandemic has really taught us a lot about relationships, relationships with each other that is not just uh, in person, but we have to pursue relationships and relationship with God through prayer. And we have to pursue that as well. It's not like, oh, yeah, we naturally just pray or we naturally go to church and pray. And we actually naturally just pray in Sunday school when we go to Sunday school. But uh, now it takes a little you know, more intentional in pursuing of that relationship with God through prayer. So like right now, even our Wednesday night prayer meetings, I mean, one, one of the greatest joys of this pandemic is that we're seeing a lot more of you coming to our Wednesday night prayer meetings together. And as occasions come up, as prayer requests come up, but then as God answers prayer in his perfect timing, we're able to see him work and our faith grows. But then how do we grow prayer in our own homes? How can we do this maybe in the context of our marriages, in our parenting? How do we grow that intimacy with God through prayer one step at a time? Yeah, I don't know. Are you asking me, PT? I don't have the answers. <laughs> well, because I think prayer is not one of those things you try to perfect or like what techniques do you use or, or what schedule? How do you schedule in so I can wake up at five o'clock in the morning? You know, it's not one of those things where you, um, you know, like exercise. I'm going to wake up and go to the gym. And it is sort of sometimes seems like that. But I think it's not something that we um, can perfect and that it's not something that, I, I don't think that's how God sees prayer for us. It is a relationship and it's God is teaching us along the way yeah. in our trials and needs to how to go to him. Uh, you know, it's just like your kids, right? PT, you're saying that you're with your kids and if they want something, they're going to ask you. Yeah. And then maybe as they grow up, they ask you in different ways, different things, but your relationship with them continues to grow. And so you're, uh, you're, they might be asking you in different ways and having relationships with you in different ways. And it's not always just asking. Sometimes it's talking. Sometimes it's um, uh, ask, asking for advice, not just asking for things. Yeah. So that relationship kind of grows as we grow. So it's not so much like, well, how do you do it? Right. But rather it's like, how is your relationship with God? Yeah, sometimes uh, we have this misconception that, that almost for us to pray to God in the right way, that we have to say the right words, we have to use the right phrases. We almost have to have everything figured out theologically in our minds so that we're not saying something that, oh no, is, is not right or unbiblical as we're praying to God. But if we connect prayer with conversation and relationship with God, and it's an expression both of our worship and our needs, I think the heart of that is what God delights to hear. That openness, that surrender, that faith exercised by us towards him in prayer. When we could choose to do something with our own hands, but no, we're going to turn to God in prayer and then obey him as we do something with our own hands. It's that relationship that really makes a difference. Yeah, and I think during this time of trial, as you think about starting school and how you're going to handle this or that, or um, what is this uh, going to look like for us going forward. Yeah, I think those are opportunities that God's drawing us into that relationship of prayer. So rather than thinking, well, I'm going to uh, do this or that, um, let's start with prayer. Let's respond with prayer with everything that we face. Yeah. Um, you know, I have to say, I forget that as well. I just kind of make my schedule and do my thing, mm -hmm. but stopping, like you said, yeah. and stopping to pray 
and ask God. And those are just like a, a daily reminder that God is actually around. Yeah. Uh, he's not only around doing mealtimes when you talk to him or doing morning and night when you talk to him, but he's actually around all the time. And when you are facing something, just immediately pray and talk to him, growing yeah. that relationship on a moment by moment basis. I think when the Bible speaks about praying without ceasing, uh, it's not where you're continuously verbalizing, but it's this posture of the heart where you're continuously thinking about God and what he would do or who he is and how great he is and how much you need him. And when, when our hearts and our minds are consistently focused on how great God is and how privileged we are to know him through Christ and how he's ever present and that he loves and protects us and he cares for us, then we would just turn to him in prayer. At the end, it comes from a trust in him and a belief that he is good and faithful and he loves and cures us. Why wouldn't we pray? And then why wouldn't we pray in a way that would be consistent to the best of our ability? Because we want to turn to him rather than we have to or we're forced to or we're supposed to. But that's what takes time and, and practice. But it does begin with a posture of the heart. And that posture is what we as the primary disciple makers in our home, if we're parents, that's what we can demonstrate and pass on to our kids every day. Yeah, that's good. And it's not so much about saying the right words. It is the posture of the heart. That is an immediate response to every trial that we face. And today we face a lot of trials. And our response is prayer, no matter what it sounds like, what words you use. When we turn to God, that's what he's looking for. That's that attitude um, of dependence upon him. That he's always our Heavenly Father who's around mm. to, to uh, answer us. And with that, though, I do want to ask you, PT, do you have any practical tips in some way? I mean, it's not so much techniques, but what are some ways to help us to be reminded of all these principles? Well, I think one of those things that I've learned to do that has been helpful is the simple idea of just praying on the spot, praying right there. Now, whether this is praying for somebody that you come across in a ministry setting or just in a personal conversation or even at home. Uh, praying with your kids and praying with your family that a lot of times you know what's our first response when we hear a burden or a request or a need we say oh you know what i'll pray for you but if we don't at least for me a lot of times i just might forget or the details kind of escape me or it's clumped in with so many other worthy prayer requests that your heart's not all there in crying out to god for that one request so then my one practical tip is just pray right there. If you're talking to somebody and something comes up, instead of just saying, I'll pray for you, or you can say that, but then you just go, let's pray right now. Over this phone call, over the Zoom call, over this text, let's just pray right now. May I pray for you right now? And I've yet to find someone that said, no, you can't pray for me right now. They always say yes. And you can watch your time. If it's you're in a hurry, then pray quickly. If you have a little bit more time, go deeply. But if you pray right there on the spot, it's actually something that, helps us to pray more and to pray more consistently. And what I add, it also helps us to pray more faithfully, keeping our word when we say we'll pray for people. What about you, Katie? Do you have anything that you would do? Um, yeah, I like that. I'm just adding on to that. Sometimes people would text me a prayer request. We'll have text groups, you know, that we, I know everybody has like a WhatsApp group and yeah. iMessage group. And Amazing. sometimes Many prayer requests are shared over those groups and just pray right there when I receive the text yeah. and not with another person, but just between me and God. When I see that text, I pray for it right away. You know, another, uh, you asked me for a tip. The thing I, I would say is don't be afraid to use written prayers. 
sometimes we think that some, if you write out a prayer or read somebody else's prayer that it doesn't count. Mm. But sometimes it does express your heart that you are not able to say words yourself. So one of the, you, you probably have this one too, PT. Ooh, show um, and tell. Yes, yes. Uh, this is a book of prayers, a Puritan prayers, uh -huh. and it just helps you to express some of your, your desires of your heart. So I would say, and, but you know, for families on a children's level, sometimes you have a children devotional book that they go right. through. And then usually at the end, there's a prayer, like a two or three line prayer. Mm -hmm. Pray those together as a family. Pray those out loud. Read those together. Those, those count. Those yeah. prayers count. Just because yeah. you're reading it doesn't mean that it doesn't count. Yeah, so use written prayers would be my tip. Yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah, you know, last time we talked about majoring on the majors and not get too distracted by this or that. And prayer is definitely one of the major things we want to major on. And it's a call to us right now, right mm -hmm. now in this important moment of history to draw us near to God in relationship through prayer. This is such a big topic. I know that we barely touched on it. I mean, we're not trying to tell everything about prayer, but we hope that this short episode has um, you know, encouraged you, maybe pricked your heart a little bit to go forward in your home to pray with your family. It's never too late to start. And start right here, right now, with your family. Pray together in the evening. Draw your family together when there's a time of need. When you think of something that, oh, how am I going to handle school this year? Let's pray together as a family. How are we going to handle school this year? Mm. You know, if you have a financial need, um, uh, you know, being furloughed on your job, whatever it is, yeah. draw your family together. You know, pray. Let's pray together for God's provision for our family. Mm. Never too late to start. And you say, oh, I've never prayed, draw my kids together. You, know, you start. Yes. Yeah. You know, All right. can we do this? Can I close this in prayer? That is a great idea. <laughs> please, okay. please do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, this opportunity to talk about prayer, but we want to do more than just talking. Lord, so please help us to turn our hearts upwards towards you at every moment in our homes, with our church family, in our work, in our community. We thank you for the gift of prayer, for listening to our prayers, for being a God that never neglects us and always cares for us. And we pray, Father, that you would help us to respond to you and also turn to you and also cry to you in prayer. Teach us how to do that, Lord, because we know that we all can grow. And certainly many of us have weaknesses in praying. So please help us in this. And we thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. Help us to pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. And we'll see you guys next time.